0: Hello. Hello. Podcast Network Network Asia. I'm Michel Icaros, and you're listening to Digipod, the official podcast of IMAP, the Internet and Mobile Marketing Association of the Philippines. This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Hey everyone, this is Misha Licaros, and you're listening to IMAP Digipod, the official podcast at of the Internet and Mobile Marketing Association of the Philippines, where we take a deep dive into digital marketing and advertising topics by talking with experts from all over the world. Learn from the discussions and listen in on excerpts from our Boomerang Showcase at the end of this show. This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Once again, of course, I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Dennis Perez. Welcome, Dennis
1: hi misha uh, first of all happy holidays to everyone uh, we are now closing 2021 very exciting year for digital marketing a lot of unexpected twists and turns uh, because of the pandemic uh, but we are towards the end and i'm really looking forward to 2022 and uh, misha i'm very very excited with this topic now and i think this is a proper um, episode to mm-hmm. end 2021. Today, we're going to talk about communities, how to build them and
0: how to engage with the mem- our members in our communities. Absolutely. And I think it's very timely now because we've spent essentially what, a year and a half, two years now, we've been under lockdown, we've been working from home. The idea of community has changed so much. And I think our guests are the perfect people to talk to about it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think it's really interesting because now brands are also, um, you know, studying how to build their own communities. I think one thing that I'm really happy about uh, being part of, of a digital marketing community is that, you know, we have seen the evolution of advertising from Something that's very interruptive to something that's very engaging because it's b- pretty much linked to your passion. So I think a, a lot of brands are now looking at communities how to engage deeper, how to basically engage, um, you know, uh, in a direct way by leveraging on a certain common passion, and that's where communities
0: are are very much helpful. I agree completely, and I think something that's extremely gratifying now is the fact that people are discovering, and it's more important than ever they know now. Na- they are not alone. There are other people who have their same concerns, who have their same hobbies, their same passions. And I am really looking forward to today's discussion.
1: And Misha, maybe you
0: should uh, already reveal who our guests are.
1: These three guests, I'm part of their communities, actually. So I'm very, very excited <laughs> for this conversation. Really like aligned to my passion. And let's see, like, you know, um, I- I'm really excited to hear what they're going to share.
0: First up, we have Miss Francis Lim Kabatoando. Of Home Buddies, the Mayora herself. Welcome, Francis.
1: Hi, hello. the Mayora herself
0: is hello. here. Hello.
2: Yes, yeah. <laughs> if there are my um, home buddies and my kapit is listening, hello to you too.
0: Ula yung mga tanod.
2: i to all the, the tanods. Tana.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're, they're busy because they're moderating the group.
0: <laughs> okay, fantastic. We also have with us today from Let's Eat Pare, Mr. Mark Del Rosario. Welcome, Mark. Good evening,
3: pare. Good evening, everyone. Uh, Mayora, Dennis, Misha, pleased to be here. And uh, thank you for inviting me, IMAP uh, community.
1: Yeah, and later on in the second half of the show, we'll be joined by Kat and Jr. of Masarap ba, So watch out for that in a while. Let's start the conversation. Really, really excited uh, to to keep this going. no? Um, I think the question for both uh, Francis and Mark, would be, of course, our communities right now are are really one of the 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 the, the most famous in, in, in the country. And uh, maybe it's nice to start the conversation by asking you, how did it start? You know, and then did you expect that it will be this big or it will be this followed? Maybe we should uh, we can start with with Francis on that question.
2: And uh so homebodies is a pandemic baby. Uh, it started September twenty twenty. So we are just more than a year old. If I expected it to be big, not at all. It was just a pandemic hobby. It started when I when I moved out. Um, I created this Instagram called No Be Home, where I would document everything that I would buy to like see the progress of my home. So I would say I bought a new couch, I would take a photo of it. I bought the aircon, I, I would tell my friends about it, like, why did I go for this aircon? I realized during the middle of 2020, more and more people are interested in improving their homes. Because I think when the pandemic started, people were just having like short time hobbies, like making ube pandesal or dalgona, like those little things. But then middle of 2020, they realized, oh my God, this is real. I need to fix my work, my work from home desk and things like that. And so a lot of people started asking me and that's when I realized that these kinds of engagement won't work as well on Instagram versus if it were a Facebook group. Because Facebook groups are created to sustained conversations, like everyone can post and jump in any conversation that they see and are interested with. So I think that's how it grew.
0: Fantastic. And um, speaking of people coming together to be discussing and continuing the conversation, um, something that's very near and dear to my heart is food, of course. So uh, we'd like to extend the same question to Mark. Tell us how you started. Yeah, uh, it was in November 16
3: of 2016, no? Mm-hmm. I still remember the date and time at about 1.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started Let's Eat Pare. But the idea of having a community has been there for about, siguro, six months prior to the actual date. It was an, an answer to a pain point, no? Because I used to be an, a restaurant uh, owner as well. Mm-hmm. and i worked in the food industry for almost 20 years no uh, i don't know obviously sa white hair ko, no uh, i've been in fmcg for the longest time so i've been talking a lot to uh, aggregators operators fast food chains qsr uh, leaders no and uh, in 2016 you you will see a lot of fun eh, or proliferation of uh, a lot of brands local and foreign, entering the market. No? It's a good sign uh, with the growing middle class and the increasing appetite for Filipinos for, for uh, different experiences surrounding food. But if you look at it on a competitive standpoint, it was like a bloodbath. So a lot of brands were really uh, challenging challenging themselves. No? So neighboring restaurants would see each other as competitors. And if you look at it, uh, this was all pre-pandemic time. Foot traffic or store count or average transaction count per, per per outlet was also dropping. So I said maybe communities is a way to to address this and democratize the way o- the older communities are seen. Because the older version of communities when I entered the scene was it was like an old boys club, no? So you you're only invited or you can join if you own a certain thing that the community uh, is passionate about, let's say, a watch, a brand of watches, or a car, ba? Right? So there has to be a qualifier. But in, when we started LEP, we tried to democratize that and say the narrative was anybody could post, basta you support right? local local players, local um, industry movers. The smaller ones are actually what we want to focus on, street food. So, there, there was never any, uh, I would say, delineation, or we, we never uh, raised our eyebrows on what type of food people would post, as long as it was an invite for people to enjoy food together. So, if you look at the, the name Let's Eat Pare, actually, if you translate that into our local dialect, Tagalog, that is Kain Putai or Kain, diba? which is an invite that we, it is something habitual, it's something customary in our culture, that we invite total strangers. Right. So let's say Dennis has office mates in his pantry and he's seen they're eating, let's say, a slab of steak. Dennis would call in his office mates and say, "Kain, Kain po. So that is the heart and soul of our community. And we never thought, when I say we take it this far, we're not just a community that is based online. We've taken it offline as well. So aside from that, we were able to create the biggest food association in the country, so we have 1,900 food vendors that we support and help no, on a daily basis. No, it's not something that is a one-off thing or a project-based uh, uh, idea. It is something that is done continuously and in, in perpetuity. You know? So this is our commitment to the food industry. It goes beyond really uh, the confines of a digital or a metaverse. We really took that deep dive and uh, if you could just join us, during that time, we would converge into restaurants every month. There would be like a small event of about 160 restaurant and online vendors coming together right? That's and small. building that that network. yeah. So we started very small with, with the first 60 members. Now we're at 1,900. And every day I get increase of people that want to join. I really have to push back because right? there are some personal stuff that I also have to attend to. That is really, I
0: would say... The power of communities, no? I, I think that's that's very interesting what you said about how the community continues to grow. And I think it's also something very interesting in that you started this thing so that you could lead conversations, but now it's the different participants who are contributing, who are making their own already. They're the ones yes. starting their own conversations.
3: Yes. So it's already morphing. It's already mutating into those things, no? And what you, what you can see from that is Diba? real real relationships are built real real uh friendships are are forged together and because of people the because of this community the like homebodies like let's say pare we come together the for positivity the great things happen. Eh? So that is that is something we want to pass on diba? in our culture that is theba mainly driven by if you look at social media diba? some some of the content there's there's the toxic side, there's theba the bashing part, there's the cancel culture. So we, we really want to diba, st- spread the good word that, hey, this is the better alternative, diba, if you open your eyes. We don't want, we don't want to call ourselves the woke diba, generation, but uh, this is something on how we want to take parang a different approach. Eh. Now, hey, remember our core values, diba, the values that our parents taught us, stick to that and we will go places.
1: Mark actually mentioned something very very interesting. You know, of course, uh, uh, both of both of these communities started online, but it looks yeah. like there's a trend right now that there's some uh, a big blur between online and offline. Very digital, we call it omni, right? Yes. So, uh, and uh, I, I think even even Homebodies, I saw that uh, you recently had like a home fair in in one of the malls, right? So, yes. oh, yeah. Interesting. Like, uh, can you can you also talk about like you know just like uh, lifting from what Mark said? How does it happen? Is it very, you know, is it planned, organic, or someone just like, you know, it was suddenly an idea, someone suggested it, but we're very interested in how this online community, people who don't know each other, just chatting, just being part of like, you know, one group, all of a sudden, mending real relationships physically. And uh, what's your experience on this, Francis?
2: Yeah, that's very exciting. So when we started the community, when it was growing, there would always be a joke, right? Like if you go to the same department store, chances are the same people are from the same community because they're buying the same things. So that, that was like the, the the running joke that um, if you shout like, hello, Kapitbahay, people would respond because they know that they're interested in the same things Uh, but how the fair happened was um, a brand approached us and that was sm and they said we are interested to give your community a chance to gather together so we will take care of your place all you have to do is bring the people there and to me that was very easy because people were so excited to finally meet the people that they interacted every day so that's how it came to be and we um the timing was perfect also because it was our anniversary so there was a reason for us to come together and it was just fun Uh, it was a week long of you know um, boodle (laughs) like we brought together a mix of big brands and also sm smaller brands and also community sellers from our monday market so it's nice how we turned something online which is our monday market like our own marketplace the community Mm -hmm. that happens every Monday on ground so it all became real so now there's no question of this is just online it's all just virtual this isn't real but now because we were able to bring it on ground it even solidifies the concept that online virtual communities are real communities and there are real people behind the posts and the cuento and the comments and all that
1: Maybe uh, just a follow-up question to that, Francis, and also going to ask Mark the same. You know, your move to, from online to offline was something that was not really planned. You know, Someone approached and, 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 and then um, you know, asked you to do it. But do you think that in the future, this is a must when you build a community? Is there such thing as an online community and an offline community, or is it just like, you know, one big blur, uh, especially for brands that are creating uh, their own uh, branded communities?
2: i think majority of the events will still happen online but there would be key moments where you would want to bring people together to like see if what if the conversation that's happening online is like worth exploding on ground so for example if you teach people um, virtual webinars online right it would be nice if we could have an on-ground webinar say if it's candle making that people actually see um, the output of whatever they learned online from each other or like a show and tell right so um, because I think it it's a must to still have an on-ground thing when, you know, the borders open, <laughs> the, everything is back to normal. Because we're still talking about physical items, right? And there's still magic in being able to, say, touch whatever the other person was able to buy from this store um, versus everything just online. But... Um, it doesn't mean that you know once the pandemic is over, all virtual events will be gone. I don't think so, um, because right now, as we are speaking, we are having a Zumba event. So both <laughs> things will still continue, I think.
1: <laughs> How about you, Mark? Of course, you, you've been in, in the community space uh, even before the pandemic, and it looks like even before when um, online events, virtual events were not yet really this big. You've been already doing some um, meetups, uh, you know, as you've mentioned a while ago. Um, did you see any sort of change in trends when the pandemic happened? When it comes to this online-offline blurring, parang
3: inception yan no? <laughs> so uh, what do you call this? So communities are what we call parang the vehicle, no? If you look at it, if you look at total brand love, no? And as Frances mentioned. Filipinos and, and consumers in general like to be tactile. no? They like to touch things and experience things no? on their own. That's where their, their passion and their stories come from. So yes, there is a very strong connection between offline and offline. I think they come hand in hand. No? And you cannot live without the other. One can live without the other. They actually complement each other in a very strong way. Uh, in fact, uh, with, when we started Let's See Pare, uh, that was our first community. But because of all of these relationships offline, meeting people, them coming to our events, just like Frances, we had food fairs. We had about 10 uh, already. I started other communities as well. So I didn't end with Let's Pare. I also started Tito's and Titas of Manila. Are you all members there also? Kasi mabubok yung age So that was the first uh, viral community. to reached 2.2 million. And then I was telling Frances when... when their community was growing. I'm ready to pass the torch to you because you are able and willing. <laughs> diba? But that was the first. I came out in uh, primetime news. All the news channels were running after me, I came out in Kapuso, Kapuso Mo Jessica Soho, Rated K, and all of these things. No, Because of the, the feeling that it brings no? to our members, the positivity, that the good vibes, diba? there's like a high after. So just like what Francis said, no, it's really imminent or apparent that people should really meet face-to-face. And this is where you can take that level of relationship, a single conversation, two profiles in a community, making that simple conversation finally meet face-to-face. So I'll I'll, I'll give you some anecdotes. We have some members that ended up married. They got into relationships with people that they met in online communities. Interesting. So I'm not saying this is like a Tinder type of uh, situation, but this is where it can go. And in the same manner or in the same fashion. That's how the relationship can be developed with brands. Deba? If you know what your members are looking for, you bring them, there are different archetypes. Eh? So you bring them into that total experience. So the community affinity, deba? so that is very strong, deba? like a barangay. And then you bring them into, you, you collide that with the power of the brand and you give them that experience whether it's food, whether it's furniture. So what what we do when we do festivals, we do it total experience, it's not just food. So we bring in art, we bring in music, we bring in cars, we bring in toys. I I spoke to Francis Ren about this. I invited her, let's do a a collaborative one where we bring the communities together. Look at at the power of that and how Filipinos can congregate and experience the brands as one unit. Hi, I'm Neil Dimapilis.
0: Come listen to my podcast called 5 Minutes Social Media Tips with Neil. In this podcast, I'll be sharing tips, tricks, and strategies on social media in a span of 5 minutes. Available in all major podcast platforms. Powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Can I just ask, though, you guys seem to know a lot about building an online presence. You know a lot about developing a brand. Can, if you don't mind, can I ask, what are your day jobs? What were you doing when you came up with these communities, when you started these journeys of yours?
2: I was working in advertising. I was an associate creative director for then uh, too, when I started Homebodies.
0: Okay, okay.
3: And uh, Mark? I was in FMCG, so I, I worked in FMCG for a long time for Mondelez, for Coca-Cola, Fonterra, uh, Tetra Pak. So my last stint, I was head of M-Board for the Philippines. So that's where that's I actually created LEP when I was still in Tetra Pak because I was still in the food industry and I was talking to a lot of greenfield project owners. <laughs> so we were, we were building the coconut water because we're I think we're number three or number two in the world now coconut water, OEM suppliers. So I still wanted to be connected to the food industry in some way. So that's how I did it. So the very next day, I invited all my office mates and said, hey, I created a food community. I invite your <laughs> friends. Let's post something for lunch. And no, big deal. Deal. So no big deal. Can, no big deal.
0: No big deal. No
3: pressure. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ganda. As a passion for them as well, and then you
1: actually built a brand <laughs> exactly. at the end of the day. It's so nice to hear that you know you're part of the communication industry, um, and and that's the reason why we invite you over to share your thoughts as well.
2: Okay, so. I wanted to add to to Mark's um, point mm-hmm. earlier about you know if his story was um, people got married through the group. What I wanted to point out is with a group as big as mine, it's three million members. Yeah. Adding an offline uh, meetup humanizes the community and that makes it easier for us to moderate the group because suddenly there's a face to the the profiles and they'll be shy to bash or to troll or to bully anyone. So I think that's also one of the nice reasons uh, why meeting offline, even if it's thriving online, um, and that's what it adds to the group.
3: Nami kasi in keyboard warriors, no? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but on that yeah. note, can I ask, are there any frameworks that you guys follow to keep conversations going? Or how do you moderate? How do you decide what stays, what goes, or even how to prolong certain topics?
2: This is what I learned uh, based on how I grew from a small group. Every milestone, every time you go bigger and bigger, there are things that you need to tweak in how you moderate it. When it is smaller, it is easier. But the first thing that I would suggest is to like uh, come up with templated days or like, like a guideline. Say selling is only on Mondays. The reason why I created Monday Market is because we know that when it comes to money, people will find a way. Sellers will always sell. If you tell them to not sell, they will hate you. But if you give them an opportunity to sell, they will love you because they think oh, you're providing livelihood for me. And if you support me, I will support you. So you're not entirely saying that this is not a marketplace. You're just giving them like a small chunk of that community for them and they love it. So that's one of the things. So like having a proper like guideline on what they can and cannot do early on. The second thing, like a tip that I can also give is to like, Create your online community as if it's an offline community. So I learned this from Mark. So, his community, he calls everyone pare. So, when I started Home Buddies, I made a virtual or like a mental image of who we are. And I said, we are an online barangay. You are my bahais. I am the mayora. These are the tanods. So it's like role-playing and people can imagine the role that they play in the community. So they know what they can and cannot do. They know who guides them and they know how they should interact with people because the leaders a role that they need to play, right? So that also... Something that you need to build early on, but once you go big, you should do it by scale. It's no longer um, smart to like just keep adding moderators. Because in my head, the more moderators I have, of course, the more allowances. Of course, it's paid work, right? So you need to have a lot more people to you know to take care of, like how are you? Because you know, moderating a group, they see a lot of content, and it's just like you know. Um, Whatever content is there, sometimes it's kadiri, it's it's yucky, sometimes it's... I, I don't know what this is. So you also have to cleanse them, right? So um, that's where Facebook comes in really well. They have created a system called the Admin Assist where you can create automated rules. So you have to set that up. Um, there are preset things like if a post is reported, say, five times, you can have it automatically taken down. And those things, those are automated. But even with the automation, so this is kind of very technical. There is still like keywords that you need or you can type so that it can filter it. And then it can go two ways. It can go, um, you're just alerted whenever there's a hot topic or a certain keyword at a certain time. Say, um, if it's, if something is going viral, a celebrity, for example, is going viral. You can put that name on your moderator alerts so that whenever topics about that controversial topic is being discussed, um, we call it the delix <laughs> topics. So mean fires not grow bigger, right? And then there's also like the the automatic like banning and deleting, and um, which you have to be careful not to ban. Or block people automatically too fast, because sometimes one it could be that like it was a mistake, like they thought they were posting in another group, but then apparently they posted in your group. Because once you hurt their ego or like if you make them feel like alienated, even if they didn't really um, do things on purpose, they will be your no- number one public enemy. Like they will hate you, they will bash you, they will. <laughs> talk about you elsewhere. So this is funny. I mean, sorry if I'm rambling, you can cut this out, but say the bad words in Filipino are Filipino context, right? So there are textbook bad words that Americans know are bad words in Filipino. But for Filipinos, our bad words have permutations. (laughs) And you have to like list down all those because Facebook will not list it down for you. So even when say... The, the hardest for me is politics. So we are dealing with names, right? But then sometimes um, there are people with the same last names, but then that are same with the political names. So do I ban this? But if I ban this surname, then everyone else with that surname cannot post and cannot be tagged and cannot interact with. So like it, it, that, that that's the complicated part, yeah.
1: That's the tech behind it, you know, and I, I think we now have a first topic for Digicon 2022. Maybe <laughs> we could have a. Then Francis, you have all the time when we have in Digicon to show all of those those tools and dashboards.
3: But you cannot AI this, uh,
1: Absolutely, guys. This cannot, is a lot of.
3: You cannot work. create a system or a technology that can duplicate a person. No way. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we came into this scene and people still didn't believe in communities, I was telling them it's the hardest type of social media among all the platforms to be involved in. Because as Francis has said, people and their opinions are in crack. They are are heightened in communities because they feel like their distance from the actual face-to-face engagement being in their phones, safeguards them or puts them in a a position wherein they cannot be harmed. So if you look at situations where there have been challenges, I've experienced a lot, people have created fake accounts of mine. So it has gone that far. For us, we created 22 other communities. eh? And we've created communities also for brands because uh, brands wanted to get that, ano, eh, that DNA, and they wanted to develop it. But I was always telling them, diba? we have these guidelines, as Frances mentioned. It's good that she deep-dived on it. When we came into the scene, it was very raw. So Francis ga mentioned that there is this Facebook, uh, uh, what do you call this, uh, department or group that really works with communities, no? Yeah. They have an accelerated uh, program and they enroll community leaders across the world, no? not just uh, in the U.S., but across the world. So they're trickling down in Asia already. And Frances is already the, parang the face for the Philippines. No? I was invited last year, but I was so busy. But I had very good meetings with them. No? I was able to sit down. And some of our suggestions actually are what you see today. You know, I'm very glad that Facebook kept an open mind about adding these features because it made uh, the admin side a lot easier. But if you look at it, if you look at uh, the day-to-day grind, no? if you're looking at paano google pe, emotionally, just seeing these pictures, di ba? just being, being able to review them every day, these curse, cursing languages, these videos, these, all of these things that, di ba? that are you wouldn't think would be posted in the community, are there, diba? just just the mental health palang of the admins and moderators. You have to consider that. Because we are the face, Frances and I and all the community leaders, we we become the first target if something bad happens. Mm-hmm. It's not only if something good happens, also if something bad happens, if there is displeasure or the somebody is not happy with the way we run it, diba? who do they run to first? Who do they point the finger at? It's the community founder diba? it's either me, it's Frances or other community leaders. So ba? We, we, we really have to educate. Eh? I think it starts with education before we're able to really uh embrace or diba? enjoy what is the true ba rewards of having a very fruitful communities. Diba? Because in the end, it, it, it needs it needs people talaga to be to be guided properly, especially when it comes to the next crop. And I would just like to add, and that's one of the reasons why when when they invited me, I joined the Creator and Influencer Council of the Philippines to represent communities and to be able to start that discourse because uh, when working with brands, it's okay. I mean, we can create those eye-catching content, but for our members in the relationships with other people, there has to be some sort of education drive that's taking place. I said there are a lot of violations in terms of human rights that are happening. Let's face it. No? It's not all the, the bells and whistles that we see. No? You see it every day. Those are the challenges. No? So whether a community copies another community, diba? there's copyright violations, content copyright, trademark violations, and then there's already the diba? people cursing at each other. so, diba? And sometimes, I don't know if you can see that, Francesco, sometimes it has seasons. Sometimes when it's raining outside, we see a lot of people fighting in communities or if there's traffic. Diba? Or diba, it's payday, the economy is coming back strong, biglang these trolls come out. So parang, is there a direct correlation? Is there a human behavior context connected to this? So those are things that we're trying to understand moving forward. No? Uh, just to share with you guys, on a personal note, I plan to take further studies. No? I have an MBA, but I also want to take Masters in human psychology, so I can further understand in parang deeper, diba? Uh, really get to the bottom of this no? and really understand human behavior in digital because it's very interesting. Eh? Diba? So,
1: yes, and, I, and shout you for... out to all of our friends from CICP. Yeah, ah, um, thank you, thank you. Actually, work worked together in IMAP and CICP to actually, uh, you know. Uh, Progress the industry, total digital industry together. So shout out okay. to that.
0: Absolutely, something that a lot of people don't take into account when they start these communities or when they look out to become influencers or whatnot. They don't understand that it is a lot of work. There's a reason we call it always on. Because hindi mm-hmm. lang social always on kundi yung admin Honestly, so on that note, thank you so much, Mark, for sharing your insights with us. Um, we've learned a lot. We really hope to have you back on the program next time. We also hope to be able to see you and say thank you and find out where we should be eating in person someday. Definitely. And hopefully, I can uh, eat
3: with you guys in person. And on the second half of the show, we'll be joined by
1: uh, Kat Abaan Jr. of Masarap Ba. So for all of the listeners, please stay. Um, After our conversation with Francis and Mark, uh, it will be another round of of good conversations about uh, communities.
4: Want to hit your target market with just a fraction of the cost? Dive into the blue ocean of podcast advertising, the medium that makes sure that retention and conversions equals your ROI. What are you waiting for? Schedule a demo today at
2: advertiser.podmetrics.co.
0: Welcome to the second part of episode 8 for IMAP Digipod. Today's topic is communities. We are now joined in the second half of our program with Kat Abaan, Jr. of Masarap Welcome, Kat. Hello,
4: salamat po sa pag Hi, Nisha. Dennis and Frances, hello po. Ay, ay, akala ko hindi gumagalaw. Okay. okay Magkasing
0: Magkasingbaba lang kasi yung boses natin. So, oh, nakatuwa. Nga, nga. Parang,
4: parang ako natural ganyan yata yung boses. Ang <laughs> mga <So, laughs> <laughs> pala, um, mababa nga pala yung boses natin, no? Kaya okay ka. Mm-mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh. actually like uh, for, for masarap ba no? I think let's start with you um, very interesting I, I really follow you I love your post alam mo oh yung mga kinakain ko talagang parang laki ng influence mo
4: oh
1: <laughs> your type of community medyo uh, iba kasi really really you know parang strong opinion POV which I think we, we, we need. And I'm sure during when you post like that, um, a lot of reactions um, all over left and right. Some will agree, some will not agree, which is a perfect conversation starter. cat yes, uh, uh, is like, how do you manage it? Like, is there a sort of like parang do you anticipate na parang alam ko na reaction? Do you reply to everyone even if it's positive or negative? Or you just let everyone decide and you're just like posting there to start the conversation? What's your approach? So I
4: can say, lang uh, naturally, talagang straightforward talaga akong tao eh. So sa akin, um, basta I always do my best to be authentic. So, yung way kasi ng review ko is, ano bumibili kasi talaga ako ng mga food na nireview ko. So, even if I get like, invitations, ganun, I usually decline. Not because snub ako, but because, na-enjoy ko kasi yung, yung trail na ako yung bumibili, and I get the real thing, and I get, you know, the real service. Nag-enjoy ako pag siyong ako ng mga waiter, actually, tsaka mga waitress. <laughs> So kasi sa akin, I I have long accepted na when it comes to food talaga, it's subjective. So talagang, hindi, never kong sinasabi na huwag niyong kainin to or huwag niyong bilhin to. Sa akin, basta sasabihin ko yung opinion ko, bahala ka kung anong desisyon mo. If you want, if punyari sa akin hindi masarap and if you want to try it out, by all means itry mo. Kasi everybody is entitled to their own opinion. Kasi at the end of the day, syempre binabayaran natin yan and pwede rapa natin yan eh. So, food should be enjoyed primarily of course. Dapat hindi rin siya gaano I think pinag-aawayan. Kasi stress diba? Like you know, food lang naman yan. So, and dito lang naman tayo for a healthy debate or a healthy conversation and I really love that. I seem super. Ayoko kasi yung masyadong minsan kasi ayoko yung masyado kasi positive ang boring diba? ko <laughs> I think dino ay ang the perfect eh. So parang the what the world needs now is love. Charot. Pero I mean the world needs more on authenticity and ayun, wonder no, siya. and so for the boy white naman kasi yun nga nothing is scripted, you know, nothing is. ano, kahit 7 years so si masarap ba eh and I'm really proud of uh, ano talaga that's uh, still going strong and ayun nga malaki pa rin yung community namin. Actually Lalo na sa Instagram, doon talaga siya nag-start. Hindi talaga on Facebook. Kasi si Facebook community, parang 2018 ko lang siya naisip. Kasi parang I just wanted a platform para yung mga followers ng masarap ba ay makapag-engage sa isa't isa. So yun. Sorry ang dalgal ko. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Okay
1: lang yun. Actually, babalik ako kay Francis in a while. I just have one question for, for um Kat, no? <laughs> Um, of course like ano, you started uh, way before the pandemic, ba? the pandemic did you see know, a, a change you between you know before the pandemic and you know right where we are still in the pandemic Dur- now um, types of followers different engagement um adjust kaba during the pandemic
4: uh-huh. Parang hindi naman, parang gano'n. Ang naging kaibahan lang talaga is of course, mas nagkaroon ng um, more interest ang mga tao doon sa mga home bakers and home cooks. Kasi mm-hmm. so, makalabas. And of course, more emphasis on yung mga delivery. Yun, yun, yun. And I'm glad nyan na nung no, dumating yung pandemic, kahit paano, um, meron na rin mga mga support na mga SMEs. So, parang, wala. Timing lang din talaga. Very thankful din. Pero yun, parang in terms of ano, syempre, hindi tayo makaanong sa restaurants. And I think there was a big adjustment talaga with the restaurants. Es- especially, syempre, um, marami sa mga restaurants, hindi nalagamay yung delivery. So, pagdating sa bahay mo, gula-gula na yung food. Alam mo yun, no, ang hirap for them to come up with the system na magigi intact pa rin yung pagkain. Ginagaya. I think, major adjustment din yun. So, of course, as consumer, kay, ako, of course, consumer, so, ipapasensya ko na lang din pag medyo pangit yung pag arrive ng food ko. Basta masarap, masaya na ako, parang ganun. So, for me naman, ang, nung pandemic, talagang effort naman ako sa pag-discover uh, ng mga na food, nag-agrab food ko lang, food panda, ganyan, ganyan. So, yun. Kasi marami rin request like, ano bang dapat kainin? Kasi, siyempre, yung mga tao, mas gusto nila yung deliver na instead yung nagluluto pa yung lumalabas. So, yeah, nag-change din. Pero buti ngayon, medyo okay-okay na. Mm-hmm.
1: Misha, I, j- I just ano, have a question to to Francis. Um, because I think meron ka sort of this version, no? like, Team Kahoy, Team pute <laughs> Di ba? Parang but, and And I think having that that kind of conversation, parang mini community within the community adds to the to the conversation, of course, it's a very different, you the uh, different uh, approach uh, uh, with with Kat in Masarap ba and yours in ano in in Homebodies. For,
0: for the record, team ka ako yung for the record. Daho <laughs>
1: ka team pute. Parang pero bahay ko ydati kasi pute. Eh. pero nagkwentuhan. cemento Actually, we start tayo diba My question, Francis, is like you know, are are those planned or ng yari lang? <laughs>
2: Those were from the community, like I pick up things, like I do social listening then in a sense, the things that are trending or sound good, I amplify that and make it a topic. So it started with, it's funny, it started with Rika Peralejo. She noticed that there was a surge of Scandi designs. But then ang term niya was, um, baka magustuhan niyo to mga team puti, puti And then that's where I picked up team from her team because I found it cute. And then when I... Like, I was posting, like, some mga team puti here, like, suggestions from my condo, because my condo is also minimalist Japan, and then people jumped onto the trend and added Team Kahoy because of the Kahoy wallpaper. And then that's when um it, it became, like, a trend uh, you know, you you create a parang subculture of yung mga, um, Team D and R daw, yung mga plan dito. <laughs> so ma- maraming maliliit. And what I realized about that is that even with a, um, a home enthusiast group, there will still be subgroups that people want to be associated with. Because people like being exclusive. Like even if homebodies then was smaller, and lalo na ngayon, na kami, So people will always want a subgroup. And you have to listen to the conversations, look at what people are interested with, and make them feel like they are not alienated or they're not being listened to. So when you pick out those things that they are interested in and you amplify it, parang people feel validated na, oh, I belong, I still belong here. And that's what will make them stay and love your community.
0: Okay. You were talking earlier about how sometimes conversations develop organically, how the admins try and support what's happening within the group. Pero can we talk about paano pag na yung mga brands? How does it work from a marketing standpoint? Because I understand that joining up with a community is not for every brand, just the same as not every community is interested necessarily in working with brands. Ano pa yung mga experiences niyo?
2: I think for, for me, um, there's a mix of brands that I pushed for na, na lumaki and there are brands that the community pushed for and lumaki. So, it could go both ways. It could be admin-driven or it could be um, committee-driven. But what's important is it has to be authentic. They should see it as ah, ginagamit talaga ni Mayora. So, example of that is um, the Asahi Wood fan, the Team Kahoy fan. (laughs) So, because they see it in my post all the time, they know that ah, I really use it. The one that sprung from the community was the irish spring <laughs> the trend that the, the phone was in the air conditioner that wasn't the planted. easiest
0: air freshener
2: yeah <laughs> and that was from the community and um what's nice with that is um irish spring reached out when they already went viral and they kept asking like who started it like they want to look for the person but i tell them i don't know really how it started because i cannot I mean the database I cannot go to the deep end of the millions of posts in the community anymore. so but then there was a time that we I could just tell them the date when it started, like a certain month Ganyan, that it exploded. So I cannot pinpoint it anymore who was the very first one, but there was a moment that it exploded but those nice sizes they recognized that and they rewarded the community for it after. So I think that's nice that if, if the community is doing something for your brand, um, do not take it as, you know, like, um, like oh, thank you, you made a viral without us spending, right? But you have to also recognize that and give back to the community who supported you, and they will love you even more. And it's better to own the conversation by leading them to what communication you really want. Because sometimes the communications that are coming out are, they're mentioning your brand, but it's not really what you want to be known for. So it's nice to like, yay, thanks for the awareness for my brand, but I want to reel you in and like take you to the, the communication that I want. So that's a nice storytelling um, that, that I can suggest to brands. I'm sure mm-hmm. for
1: Kat Ibang ibano, cause mm-hmm. you mentioned a while ago that a lot of brands are trying to reach out to you how do you so, manage it? You want that editorial freedom, no? Kasi, siyempre
0: nga, it's really...
1: Sa'yo, yes or no lang, eh. Masarap ba siya? Yeah.
4: Paano <laughs> uh, siya uh, uh, handle
0: Or paano siya fine finifilter?
4: Oo. Oh, oh. Dead ako lang. Dead na. Dead... <laughs> 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 che, che, ayoko sa'yo. No, droop lang. Siyempre, dead. Pero ano, eh. Ito ang tricky. So, with Francis, ano, uh, uh, iba, eh. Siyempre, iba. Isang kasi food... So, napansin ko, doon sa community namin, ang artay nila, sobrang artay like me. So, alam mo yun, parang kapag merong mga brands na gustong mag out, I really tell them, I really tell them na, hey, um dito kasi sa community namin, alam mo I have to be very strict with the editorial kasi ayoko lang yung mga biglang post lang na boom, ganyan-ganyan. Kasi syempre, kapag hindi siya engaging, I will not allow it, diba? Parang gano'n. Kaya ini-encourage ko for them is, uh, ano sila, uh, take note, parang screamed muna sila, hindi ako pumapayag na nakipag-engage sa brands. And actually, this year lang ako nag-engage talaga with brands because I wanted the community to enjoy stuff kahit paano. So, since food brand siya, so naisip ko, sige, itong mga food brands, perhaps they can send mga patikim to the members. Kasi syempre, food is experientially, they have to experience it and taste it and give their own opinion so basta siya sabi ko pag magpapatikim sila um, I have a set and um, I have a template so they have to write uh, what they like and what they dislike kasi siyempre to be neutral 'di ba para wala nang perfect and ang aim kasi is to set people's expectations. ba hindi yung puro wow so rabo bakit kasi pala 'di ba so um pag nakapili na kami ng volunteers who are gonna try and test the food, talagang ini-encourage ko sila na give your own opinion. Magkakaiba-iba kayo for sure. Uh, pero maganda yan. Kasi at least yung brands, kasi they also learn. Okay? They also learn from it. At na improve nila yung product. And that's what's good about it. Kasi parang nagiging market research tool na din for them. Like for example, we did a campaign for Peri-Peri para dun sa chicken wings nila. And no una, as in dumating yung mga chicken wings sa, ano, sa mga testers, talagang yung iba ang puputla. Alam mo yun, hindi talaga okay. Although may lasa, yung iba walang lasa, ganyan. So, syempre yung brand na ano sila na, oh my God, gine Pero kasi ako na nag din kasi sa brand na when you send, ayaw namin special treatment. Diba? It has to be ano, the real thing. So, yung mga branches na iba medyo po malpak. So, na-address naman, and ayun nga, overall, yung brand naman, talagang they made an effort to to improve. So, yun, uh, at the end of the day, naging masaya yung brand, and then naging masaya din yung community, kasi siyempre pag free food, syempre masaya, ba So, yun, ano lang talaga, um, kailangan lang talaga maingat ka, and it has to be something na tingin mo magugustuhan talaga ng community members mo. And yeah, that's Yeah, that's all we observe so far. Hi, this is Jamie Fournier. Tune into insightful conversations about the ins and outs of the BPO industry, delivered to you by a fun podcast series featuring some of VXI's very own BPO heroes. All of that and more only on VXI Conversations, powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics.
0: Parang I regret doing yes. this episode because now I want to fix my room. I want to order some chicken. <laughs> alam mo yun. Pero alam mo, very, very interesting yung, yung model with Masarap
1: Ba. No? This is my analysis no, from, from what yeah. Kat is saying. It's a different kind of community because parang may B2B approach. You can actually use them for uh, market research actually. Di ba? Parang uh, uh, a lot of brands uh, use community to share their ads outside, yeah. or to broadcast. Mm-hmm. But for masarap ba, you can also use communities to give you live feedback for optimization, how do I improve my product? And it could be also a good good use of community. Actually, I've never thought about that. No? Sobrang uh, um, interesting yung ginagawa ni cat on that regards.
2: We and homebodies um have brands would ask us, like, we want PR seeding. Can you give us a list of people in your community who can get uh, viral, like, um, posts? Because, like, it's not always me, right? It's sometimes a normal community member, uh, a kapit bahay, would give a review and would go even more viral than my posts. Uh, but I tell them, so before, they would ask me, send us the profile, and so I, I told them, if you're looking for influencers, then maybe don't tap us maybe you know tap your influencers your micro influencers don't tap home but if okay. you tap us what we can offer is Boodle patrol so the Boodle patrol is a list of people who signed up and they told us what they want in like what they want to receive so say they would say i'm a single mom i Uh, I just want something for my family or to clean the house or something then we would like profile them and then when brands come to us we would send them the items and then we tell the brands you know um we cannot guarantee you that all these people will post because we do not have time to like say if you're seeding 300 people we don't have time to one by one check all their posts and everything but what we can assure you is that if your product really works or if they like it, they will post. There were brands who um, tried it and they were more than like happy with the result because if they say paid a certain amount and they would ask us to review it, it would only get this much traction or this this much post. But when they tried the like organic seeding, like just sample and people really posted and you know, people who don't really do reviews—they just they were just happy to receive a package, and they would share their thoughts on it. And it was so organic and raw. And I think, I think that's also like a B two B thing because they also learn. Like, if you don't tell people what to post, you will know what they think of your product just by trying it. So yeah, that's also what's nice with that. Yeah, super
4: agree, promise. Yeah.
0: Yes. yeah. Ganda.
1: I'm happy with, with, with this um, conversation, this insight. I think this is something that I learned as well uh, with you, Kat, Frances, and of course with Mark a while ago. Treat your communities. For the brands who are uh, listening for, uh, in this episode, treat communities not like a channel. You know, you need to treat... Communities are basically uh, a collection of people with the same passion. And you need to make sure that you know you use... The communities, you know, as a as, as as a voice, as a sort of a microcosm of the audience that you're targeting um, outside as well. You can really use them to, you know, give you honest feedback. You can use them to mm-hmm. give insights, and don't just like fall into the default. The parang oh, you have thousands of followers. Can you actually promote my brand? Because you exactly. may not be using communities the right way. If that's the only thing that you want in communities. So I think that's the most insightful thing that I learned in this episode.
0: Something that uh, I also learned because uh, I came from agency previously. And when we would be doing digital content, working with communities also, what we found was that audiences know inherently. Pag Okay? Hindi natin yan tayo sa TV, sa radio, sa diaryo, whatever, sa internet. Everybody knows when they see a commercial. They know when they see a hard sell. So what you have to do talaga is find a way to present it to them in a way that aligns with their interests and they will not mind being sold a pitch. They will not mind being shown something that they will spend money on. Basta interesado sila dun sa binibenta mo. Adline siya sa mga passion points nila. And I think that's something that um, brands need to look at a little bit more, rather than trying to come up with one size fits all. Some messaging, Nila. I'd like to ask one last question before we sign off for the both of you, um, for Francis and for Kat. Ko lang tanungin, what's your advice to brands who are thinking about starting their own communities?
2: What I can advise brands is to don't don't brand it right away, like. Don't make it a branded community because people will not join that. But also don't mislead them, right? Like don't say create a, an unbranded community and then later on it will be um, brand, puro branded na pala, right? So I think a brand can start a community, but the brand has to understand that they are creating, uh, you know, a community. It's a separate Thing. And you can inject your brands once in a while or like, you know, a supporter of that community, but not owned by the brand. Or like, it's not a brand. Basta don't brand it. <laughs> if you brand it, it will die, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Agree
4: ako sa iyo, Frances, Mayora. Um, siguro sa akin, yun nga, parang importante rin kasi for me, yung fun talaga. If you're gonna start a community, it should be fun. Uh, it should ano, para make people smile, make people laugh. Kung, kung communicate ka ng mga sawi at broken-hearted, dapat make them, mayayak ma- ma- sila. Alam mo yung gano'n, parang play with emotions. That's how I do it. I always play with emotions and uh, authentic emotions, of course. Genuine emotions. And ayun niya, I think for brands, kasi ang tendency, hindi naman sa ano, pero of course, I also have a lot of friends from work uh, in ad agencies, kinin-ginan, kasi... Ah uh, pero parang napansin ko kasi masyado silang structured. Alam mo yung parang okay dapat ganito, may keyword na ganyan, may ganun-ganon, may ganito. Ito yung key uh, ano mo, parang message yung ganyan. Pag ganun siya sabi ko talaga, alam mo, madam, hindi ka nga aasahan ng yan. Ako na nagsasabi sa iyo. Talagang ano, tinediretsyo ko talaga sila kasi parang shape mga PR, yung mga uh, ah yeah, mga PR, hindi intindihan nila. Eh. Pero, I think yung brands, usually yung medyo strict talaga na gusto nila ganito or something. So, ayun nga, kailangan talaga mag-adjust din sila. At yung nga, their brands, hindi na po talaga uso yung mga masyadong, masyadong super branded, diba? Dapat make it more relatable for us audience, mm-hmm. I make it fun and then... That
2: is true. I think, I think also to add to that, parang it's not really the presence of brands that throw people off, but it's the lack of choices. Once you start limiting, let's say this group, say... Um, Brand X lang tayo, de ba? Then you mga supporter of Brand Y or trying or interested to try or de ba or sokong sokan na kay Brand X, okay. <laughs> you would feel like oh I don't belong na or like they're trying to lock me in. But then I thought it's a community of the same passion, right? So it's not really so to correct myself or to like to expound on that. It's not really um do not put brands in there, but like do not limit or like to impose a brand on the community. It's really just be open that if your brand really is working, like it's a good brand, it will survive even if you open it up to competitors in that area.
4: And also po, please kumuha po kayo ng magagaling na community managers.
2: Mga tanod na, ano, palaban. <laughs> diba, lalo
4: na pag may mga nagwawarla, oh my God, talaga ka-stress. Kaya ako binabakwa ako na lang minsan talaga. Hoy, ano, ma'am, si, ganyan, ganyan. Pero yan nga, kasi ang hirap, di ba? Hindi ka naman pwedeng mag-kick at mag basta-basta. Di ba? So yan nga, I think kailangan din you choose your community managers as well. Yung marunong sumagot, hindi yung mga rude, hindi yung mga ano. So, basta kailangan magaling sila. Tsaka, yan nga, marunong sumagot. Important talaga yun.
2: I'm Miss Universe. Boom! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Totoo yun. And yung maganda, rin talaga, I think this touches also on something that was mentioned earlier. Na hindi talagama wawala human touch when it comes to looking after the communities, when it comes to managing the different conversations taking place. Kailangan talaga me tao who will be on hand to address situations on a case-to-case basis. And as for you sinabi nyo both about brands the part about being authentic really, really matters. Kasi kung yun yan, kung commercial lang din i eh, day Sana lang ako ng TV. You know, one
1: one thing that that I realize as well um before we close the conversation, um, is that kasi normally ang uh, approach natin pag sina community, some of us still look into like, you know, the plain demographics of it. Oh, there are a collection of housewives, there are a collection of um, or community of moms, no but I think we need to see the human element into it. People join um, communities not because they're age on a certain bracket or not because they're all females. They are joining communities because they love to decorate their homes. They love to eat diba? And, and to know better, whether masarap ba. And I think as brands, we need to see that. Because once we treat people as people rather than a demographic, then we'll be able to know how to use a community in, in the best way possible. And with that, uh, we end this episode. Misha, I think this is one of our best episodes to, to end the year. I think this It's really, really insightful, really, really um, fun as well. I would like to thank Frances, follow homebodies, Team Kahoy, Team Putet, Team Cemento, lahat pag tayo. Maraming salamat, Mayora. Oo, uh, Mayora. At muna tayo sa susunod na budol um, you know, fair niya. And of course, let's follow as well. Masarap ba? Um, in Instagram very very insightful and yeah let's dive into the conversation whether you agree or you don't agree that's the point of of having a community and of course let's hit pare with Mark so let's support all of our communities and I I wouldn't be surprised if most of you are already part of it um, especially during the pandemic
0: absolutely and something important to remember from all of our guests today guys relax it's just Chill. home improvement. Guys, pagain lang yan. let's all get along. This is for fun. Come on. Let's uh-huh. enjoy this.
1: Uh-huh. Thank you so much. And, salamat,
0: uh, guys. Uh, Digicon. Maraming, maraming, salamat.
1: I think we should continue this conversation in Digicon next year. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Okay. We learned a lot today about commu- building communities, but stay tuned after the break. We'll be back and here to end the show with a boom. We'll be taking a look at some of the winners. From the Boomerang Awards 2021. Join IMAP in shaping the future of digital marketing, along with over 300 corporate members from brands, agencies, advertisers, tech companies, media, and startups. IMAP has spearheaded initiatives to drive digital learning, skills development, and camaraderie in the industry, like IMAP Web Wednesday, breakfast roundtables, virtual member meetups, IMAP Academy, Youth Digital Congress, and such. To learn more about IMAP, you may download our free digital book, the only book you'll need for digital, via our official IMAP website at www.imap.com.ph and watch out for future events when you follow us on our social media pages. All right, Dennis, this is the part where we end things with a boom. What are we looking at today? Misha, I'm
1: very excited with the case that uh, we will be discussing uh, today. And uh, this one, being an Animal Crossing player, I've never missed a day since I started during the pandemic. And therefore, this is very close to my heart. This case is well-decorated, um, won a lot of medals during this year's Boomerang Awards. And it came
0: from KFC. And this case is Kentucky Fried Crossing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What can you tell us about the case, Dennis? Because you are a marketing guy, you were in charge of IMAP, you were very involved with the Boomerang Awards, and you are an Animal Crossing player. Tell me, what was it about this campaign that caught the eye of the judges?
1: Well, to those who are familiar with Animal Crossing, you would understand how world building actually happens in the game. But for those who are not familiar, Animal Crossing is a game where you own an island, you can decorate it, and it's a free world for you. You can put furniture, and you can actually have an avatar or a real character that is alive. And you know, you take care of the person. It's basically the new age Tamagotchi, if you look at it. Um, and and one thing that's very clever for KFC is that you know, with all of the stores uh, closed during the pandemic, they created a virtual KFC restaurant in Animal Crossing, where the players can visit and enjoy their chicken. Right, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they visit an island, it's decorated like a real KFC restaurant, and they can order virtual chicken, which they can convert into coupons and use that when they order in a physical shop. So the connection of offline and online is brilliant for me. Also, the way that it gamified the whole um, campaign is also interesting And I would say that this is already touching the future of the metaverse. Because if you look at it, there's no blur between your physical self and your online self. So for me, that kind of of integration and Omni approach really made this case stand out. And because of the enjoyment of it, it also generated a lot of PR values aside from outside of those who are really playing it. You know, a lot of people became curious, and they actually posted videos on social media, which drove uh, talkability for the campaign.
0: Right, right, and I understand that they even gave away free code so people could build their own KFCs on their own islands. There, there were gravy pumps, menu boards. There was everything you needed to make your own restaurant was here.
1: For an Animal Crossing player, this is really brilliant. It's difficult to actually recreate it and make it look like the real thing. But uh, mm. I think this is uh, also a good um, case of, of, of uh, design, of digital design. So I think it, the, 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 the craft is, is um, really excellent in this one. And just to also uh, share, this campaign won the Tech Innovation of the Year. It's the first time that uh, Boomerang Awards, um, you know, gave this award for, um, you know, an, uh, a campaign that really uh, used tech properly in uh, bringing to life, uh, you know, advertising
0: and, and communication. So very well done for for KFC. Especially since this was something that came out at the height of the pandemic last year. This one really had people talking and it really made KFC top of mind as far as quick service brands went. Because, you know, nobody could go out. We were under lockdown. You would only have to order. And this was a great way to get into one of the games that just exploded during the pandemic.
1: Exactly. And with digital, your world is limitless technically. You Ganda. are not just confined with you know your nearest um you know uh, KFC branch uh, you know in your neighborhood. You can bring KFC wherever you know uh, even even in the virtual world, and that is basically brave for KFC to really start that metaverse thinking.
0: Brilliant. So you can you guys can look it up um, if you're interested. It's called Kentucky Fried Crossing, and it's just you have to see it to believe it. Honestly. And on that note, Dennis, I need to make a request. Can we please stop talking about food? We've been talking about food for the last hour. (laughs) (laughs) Tamana.
1: But I'm sure KFC masarap ba? Masarap talaga. Let's eat pare and find out with our own buddies. Yeah, exactly, in your, your Team Pote house or Team Kahoy house or Team Cemento house. All right, thank you so much, Misha. I My really goodness. enjoyed co-hosting with you this year. Absolutely. And there are more episodes coming. We still have a series called The Best of Boomerang Awards. Mm-hmm. We have converted some of the talks into audible um, uh, sessions, which you can uh, hear here in the in, in Digipod. It will be posted soon. So
0: you have a lot of content to consume during your holiday break. Yes, for everybody who is looking to learn more about digital marketing, please check out our other episodes. We are available on Spotify. And we'll be back next year with a lot of new guests. But in the meantime, please enjoy the excerpts from this year's Boomerang Awards and from Digicon 2021. And with that, Dennis, I think it's time to call it an episode. Thank you so call much once year. again. Thank you oh so much. Oh, my God. I cannot accept I can it yet. The the year... I. <laughs> I could barely accept 2020. I mean, I'm not ready to let go of 2021, but I am looking forward to seeing what next year brings. For the better, I hope. (laughs) For the better.
1: Thank you so much. And see you next year.
0: Happy holidays, everyone. As always, I'm your host, Misha Licaros, with my co-host, Mr. Dennis Perez.
1: Signing off. See you soon. Bye.